This is the Storm Report. Welcome to the Storm Report podcast. We are back. I'm meteorologist Dan Holliday, along with weather extraordinaire Tommy Castor. He is in our Wichita studio. I'm in Kansas City. And uh, we took a brief break following your interview with Frank Waugh from uh, Cake TV. And what a great story he had. Yeah, he did. First off, Dan, you know, thanks for uh, for kicking things off on on this podcast. Really excited to uh, to jump in and talk weather, kind of back and forth with you. But uh, but no, we had a really great time. I want to thank meteorologist Frank Waugh. He was our last interview back in July before we kind of regrouped and decided, you know, what we wanted to do here on the podcast. And uh, not only thanks to him, but thanks to all of our other guests we've had. Uh, meteorologist Jennifer Naramore. I know you and her um, you know, work together at the Storm Report. Uh, Randy Picking and, of course, meteorologist J.D. Rudd. A big thank you to all of them for being on the show. You know, I took a break for a while, and one of the reasons was a couple of weeks ago, had to have an electrophysiology study. You haven't ever had to have one of those done, I'm sure. Sounds no, exciting, I have not. It? And that just... It sounds intimidating, to be honest with you. Well, it is, especially when you get the bill, you know, what insurance covers and what they don't cover. But what it is, is, you know, I deal with something that probably a lot of people do. Some people have AFib. I have like what's called PVCs, premature ventricular contractions. You didn't know that the Storm Report podcast was going to go into the medical (laughs) world, did you? No, but uh, it's fascinating to be able to know like what's going on with you. Well, so, so my electrophysiologist slash cardiologist, uh, DJ Lacaretti, who works with HCA, um, said, you know what? I think we can go in uh, with a catheter and ablate these, but there is a chance that we can't get them to act up under, an- under anesthesia. So we went in. It was Thursday, August 20th under anesthesia, and they couldn't get them to act up. About 80% of the time they can. So I probably have to go through that again. But what they do is they go in with a catheter through both sides of your groin and in your neck. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? Wow. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> no. No. And so it was funny because right before the um, right before the anesthesiologist uh, started to put me under, she said, I'm going to give you some happy drugs here now that we've got you in the room. She said, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I do radio and I'm a meteorologist. And she said, oh, my gosh, if I would have you know, not gone into anesthesiology, you know, anesthesia and the whole, you know, study of that, I would have gone into meteorology. And I remember her giving me the first shot of the happy drugs. And I said, well, I went online through Mississippi State. It was four years worth of work in three years. And then the drugs hit me and I went, and then it was just we the rest of the time. (laughs) I remember laughing through the whole time. So that was, we took a break for a while. That was why and if you've ever had to have a procedure like that, it's not as bad and as scary as it sounds. Just well, in I, case. You know, Dan, I'm 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 definitely glad that the the, the procedure went well, and I hope you're feeling yeah. better. Uh, you know, since that happened, but uh, but no, we did take a little bit of a break here on the podcast. If you have listened to any of the Storm Report podcast previously, uh, you'll know we've sort of changed formats a couple of different times. You know, we kind of started the the podcast by talking just about. Um, events on the day of weather events when they were happening. Then we sort of transitioned more into an interview type show. But then we just decided that 
it'd be a lot of fun to just have a casual show with the two of us. And, you know, obviously I'm not a meteorologist, uh, but I love weather, but you are, Dan. So we kind of bring different perspectives to the table. We'll bring guests in. Um, and so we're, we're sort of shifting the focus again on this podcast. And the cool thing about it, too, it, I noticed this before we came on the air. This is actually episode number 20 of the podcast. So we've hit two zero and we're, we're switching formats again and we're, we're sort of refocusing uh, as we get into uh, the, the 20th episode and beyond. Almost like what the weather did this week in the plains. I mean, was it a shock to the system for you? And I don't, I don't know how you feel about cold weather, but not a fan here at all. Love the spring, love the summertime. But all of a sudden in early September, we're talking about temperatures 30, 35 degrees below normal, and the trees are going, what? And, and the hummingbird feeder that I had behind my place, you know, was getting all these hummingbirds. Uh, it was down about half full, and now they're all out of here. They're like, I can't withstand this cold. Yeah, no, the, the cold snap has been just crazy, but that's the thing. I mean, you know, I, for any of you that are listening and you're, you're from the Central Plains, you're from Kansas, you're from, you know, this part of the country – you know how crazy the weather can get, right? I mean, that's just sort of yeah, common yep. knowledge in this part of the country. And so, you know, for me, I'm I'm from here. I know you you're from this area too, Dan. It, it it's not it's it's crazy, but it's not all all that surprising because we've seen things like this before. We're we're sort of used to wild swings in the weather. But I'll tell you, um, you know, on Labor Day on Monday, um, my wife and I and some friends and some family. You know, we we barbecued. We went to the pool. You uh -huh. know, it was night. It was ninety five yep. degrees. You know, and then today, you know, I'm I'm wearing a, a a big heavy vest and you know long sleeves, and it's just you know the way that uh, the way that things go. What I do like about the weather is the timing, right? It's kind of funny that mm -hmm. we had summer weather on Labor Day, and then as soon as that unofficial into weather moves on. Then it's the weather says, okay, well, we can go ahead and get cold now. Um, you know, that's just kind of the the crazy thing about it, I guess. Well, the word is is that, and I was just reading this because one of the things we do here is um, is we record nationally the Old Farmers Almanac Radio Report for about two hundred stations, and there was a new um, piece of information that said, "Will this kill off the mosquitoes?" But no, the answer is no. They they live through this. Some of them have already, you know. Uh, they're going to have babies, and they live it out through the ground, so the mosquitoes probably are going to ride this out. Hummingbirds were out of here. And and how about, I, I did get a message from one of our friends, Donnie Rude, who lives in Casper, Wyoming, who was shoveling five and a half inches of snow off the back deck of his house. So at least here in the plains, we did not get what they got in Wyoming and Colorado. Yeah, no, exactly. We can talk about how wild the weather, the, the temperature shift has been, you know, over the last several days. But, you know, if you saw pictures and video of the Denver area, you know, especially those higher elevations that, you know, they went from temperatures in the 90s as well on Labor Day to all of a sudden they're dealing with, you know, actually shoveling snow, you know, the first week of September. Um, that's an even greater shift in the weather than what we saw uh, here in Kansas. But, you know, Dan, I did see that, you know, Western Kansas, uh, you know, set some record lows. I saw Goodland, you know, had, uh, you know, a little bit of measurable snow, I think half an inch, mm -hmm. um, you know, out there in, in, in Goodland. So, you know, that winter weather did 
shift a little bit and come right across the Colorado Kansas state line. So, you know, our friends to the North and West actually, you know, they're dealing with, you know, not only colder temperatures than what we're seeing in Wichita and Kansas city, but they're also dealing with some winter precipitation as well. Well, you know, we've already heard from, uh, from some of our friends who have become new subscribers to our podcast, which you can do on iTunes. You can follow it just about everywhere. There are podcasts and we want to let you know about an email address too, weather at the stormreport.com. That is weather at the stormreport.com. You've got a story, you've got a picture, something you want to send us. You can do that. And uh, that's one of the things Donnie did the other day. And uh, we'll share that online as well too. Now, um, I, I wanted to mention too, once you subscribe and you let us know you subscribe, we want to give you the opportunity to uh, to be heard. And and that's one of the things about Kurt Hammett. He is our storm reporter of the week. Uh, Kurt is in, he's a weather geek extraordinaire. That's what he, he calls himself. And he lives in the Kansas City area. Uh, Kurt not only loves to report on, you know, weather, follow along the warnings with the National Weather Service, whether they be here or whether they be anywhere in the plains, he follows it like a regular weather person would. But Kurt is also known as the mayor of Funky Town. Um, Tommy, do you know of Funky Town? Do you know, have you heard of the place? I've heard of it. I've never visited, though. Um, it's on my bucket list someday. So they've, they've reopened uh, with masks required for entry. Um, they're just like on the edge of Raytown in Kansas City. Funky okay. Town has been around since like 1998. And they still play disco music every Friday and Saturday night. But they've been closed through the pandemic. But Kurt is known as the mayor of Funky Town. He gets out and, and owns the dance floor. But then when he's not there, he works his regular job and then follows weather. So we wanted to thank Kurt for listening and becoming a new Storm reporter by subscribing. Yeah, I definitely. And as you're saying that, Dan, I'm just picturing Kurt, you know, looking <laughs> look looking like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. Um, you know, but but thanks to him for uh, submitting, um, you know, his entry and and you know being our storm reporter of the week. We'd love to hear from you as well, especially as we expand this podcast and be able to uh, hopefully have more listeners, more engagement, more interaction with the audience. You know, that's that's ultimately our goal. So yeah, definitely, um, you know, send you know submit yourself in there and um, you know, we'll do our best to get to you as well. Yeah, we want to keep in touch with you, especially you know since you're listening and some of you for the first time. And like Kurt, he doesn't have the, um, he doesn't really have the John Travolta suit, but he does have like a black top hat and uh, swoons the ladies on the dance floor. And hey, that's all that matters when you're at a place that plays all disco all night long. So yeah, hey, um, you more, know, more power, more power to him. I mean, that's uh, you know, as as other people are you know moving their dance routines a little bit more current <laughs> and modern. Uh, Kurt's not one of those guys. God bless him. That's great. I prefer to stand with a drink on the side and just watch everybody. <laughs> I'm just I'm the wallflower there. Um, you know, I was we were talking about severe weather and how some people are so intrigued with it and how how much of a deficit have we had in the plains this year, just looking at the latest tornado totals, this really came in the last couple of days. I think they've summarized these Kansas and Missouri, 27 total tornadoes in 2020 apiece. There were, there's been 29 in Oklahoma, 35 in Nebraska. And then you get into the top two States, uh, Mississippi with 109 and Texas with 97. They've had the most, but here in the plains, it has just been so quiet this year and typically 
We get into September and October where we have that second severe weather season when summer changes to fall. It kind of did that rapidly for us this week, but we know that that's still coming. And it's a time when uh, storm chasers get out and about again and try and capture um, some cool weather before we start to transition fully to winter. Yeah, Dan, you know, I know that you and I discussed, you know, the the slow, severe weather season um, on a previous episode of the podcast, um, you know, but I, I find the the meteorology behind it so fascinating, the the reasons mm-hmm. why we've sort of seen this, I guess, for lack of a better term, drought of severe weather in, in 2020, especially in this part of the country. Um, and I'm curious because obviously I'm not a meteorologist and, and you have this information and this knowledge. Um, I'd, I'd love a refresher as to why we've had such a slow, severe weather season this year. Well, a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, the, the deep South got, I think there were two weeks in a row around Easter where they had like, you know, severe weather and tornado outbreaks. And after that, you know, you expect it to kind of move up into the plains. It didn't do that this year because the jet stream was in such a place that it just did not position itself over the plains, which, you know, drives those storm systems, drives those low pressure systems over the central part of the country. It stayed out of the plains. And so we just, for a, I mean, for a lot of the season, we were just very quiet. And, and I know, um, you know, colleagues or friends that have storm chase tours, uh, they were struggling to try and figure out what do I do? They were, you know, battling the pandemic. Can we get people together and take them out anyway? Things were shut down through April and May. And, and then, you know, finally by June, things started to pick up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was very unusual. And we go through these every once in a while. But this year, uh, it just so happened that the jet stream didn't set up and drive those storm systems over the central part of the country like it usually does. So, that's that's the deficit we were in. We may see a little bit this fall. I mean, we certainly had an incredibly strong front, you know, come through this week. So there's likely to be more of those on the way. You know, it's so it's so funny to me um, because, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this too. Just kind of as you're talking, um, there's obviously the science behind it, but there's a little bit, I guess, for lack of a better term, there's the psychology behind it too, a little bit where there are people out there. And I don't want to say that anybody is ever rooting for severe weather. Nobody's ever saying, mm-hmm. man, we, we love an active severe weather season, but just from talking to people that I know that are, you know, that are um, interested in weather that can, you know, kind of like I am, there's almost, there was almost a twinge of disappointment about, well, there were no tornadoes this year. You know, there was nothing right. to chase, you know, and I'm sure that for people that they make their living off of that, you know, storm chase tours and, you know, so on and so forth, um, that's, it's not a good thing. I mean, they they make their money based on an active se- severe weather season. Um, I, what do you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, there's a little bit of a psychology where nobody's ever rooting for terrible, terrible weather, but at the same time, you kind of are disappointed when you don't have it. Yeah, and 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 for those people that you know, there's a lot of storm chasers that shoot video. They have brokers that, in turn, sell that to the networks. And it was twofold. You know, I heard two things this year. One of them being, well, we haven't had much in the way of severe weather to sell. And secondly, news networks are covering COVID so much that they just aren't really looking for weather footage to buy unless there's something big. 
that probably changed a lot with Hurricane Laura. But um, but yeah, there just hasn't been much to to do. But you're right; a lot of people were just left um, as you know, as people in all industries were left just kind of reeling, going, you know, how am I going to make ends meet where I usually make ends meet by selling video or doing storm chase tours or things like that. So it was a very different year all the way around. We never know long-term how things are going to play out. And even these long-term forecasts sometimes can be very tricky. You know, you get one thing change um, and it makes all the difference. So I mean, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. But yeah, it did definitely affect a lot of people this year. And um, there there are people that will never, maybe they, they may not admit it publicly to a lot of people, but the, they're always rooting for storms because it's passion and they love it. They want to see it as long as it doesn't hurt anybody or damage property. Sure. I will also say, and this is a little bit off topic, but, you know, going back to the the front that we had moved through and, you know, you mentioned how, there, there may be more of those as the fall goes on that could ignite some severe weather. Um, obviously, the front that moved through, I think there were some storms down in southeast Kansas, but nothing of, you know, of, of major, um, you know, major storm producing, you know, systems or anything like that. But I will say one thing that has been uh, nice with this front that's coming through is that, um, you know, the, the drought that much of Kansas had been under, especially out in western Kansas, you know, they've gotten a good amount of rain, you know, over the last 24 to 48 hours earlier this week, you know, when this front came through. And so, you know, obviously the cold weather that comes with it, especially when the temperatures drop below freezing, not good for crops and that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. getting some much needed rainfall, uh, that's been pretty important, especially for those farmers. Absolutely. Yeah, we saw, I think it was Wednesday of this week, 84 hundredths of an inch of rain that fell in and around Meade County in southwest Kansas. And they are still in an extreme to severe drought there. Um, and, and it goes down into the panhandle and, and uh, of Oklahoma and Texas. So yeah, the rainfall was much needed there. And thank goodness that, uh, that they finally got some. And we'll see a little of that as the seasons change. But um, Western Kansas tends to always, because they're on the lee side of the Rockies like that, be in that dry pattern. So, um, you know, they, they battle that all the time. And, and hopefully we see a little bit more precipitation as time goes on. But um, I think we'll know more about, and one of the things I'd love to do is tap into, you know, from a climatological point of view, um, the feelings of another meteorologist friend of ours, Nathan Jurgensen at the National Weather Service in North Platte. And he is planning on being our guest next week. So um, I think I think with Nathan's perspective, we'll get a lot more idea on you know what we may see over the next couple to three weeks here in the plains in terms of major pattern changes. And are we going to see any snow? You know, maybe in September or October or any more severe weather. He'll probably have a good gauge on that. Yeah, this time of year is always fascinating, especially from someone that doesn't have the scientific training, you know, that that you guys do, you know, coming at it just from a casual fan perspective, because you get into the dog days of summer in July and August and it's, it gets a little boring, right? I mean, there's just not a whole, there's yeah, not a whole yeah. lot going on other than, Hey, let's forecast another stretch of, you know, really hot temperatures and really dry weather. But you get into the spring, you get into the fall, um, you know, when the seasons start to change and, you know, there become big drastic shifts in the weather, like we did see earlier this week, 
that becomes exciting. It becomes fun to keep an eye on it. Um, you know, obviously, like we just talked about, nobody's ever rooting for major terrible weather. I mean, you look at what happened down in the Gulf a couple of weeks ago with, you know, Hurricane Laura. That's not anything anybody's ever going to root for uh, because of the destruction that a storm like that can provide. But when you actually have, I guess, something to break the monotony of just sunny skies, high of 95, uh, it does become, you know, pretty exciting. And I, I would say going back to what we, you know, discussed at the very beginning of this episode about, you know, that we took a little break uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast. There's just, there wasn't a whole lot to discuss, you know, when you get into those dog days of summer. So we are getting into a little bit more of an exciting run uh, with the weather, especially in this part of the U.S. And so uh, we're excited to have Nathan on. I'm excited to talk to him and, and get, you know, his insight on some things too. And we want to know what you think or what you're seeing, maybe an insight that you have on weather. And if you've joined us by subscribing, please let us know via email at weather at thestormreport.com. That is weather at thestormreport.com. And again, next week, we plan on meteorologist Nathan Jurgensen from the National Weather Service in North Platte, Nebraska. And uh, have you ever been to North Platte, Tommy? Uh, I personally have not. Um, I, I, I do know people that have lived there for a period of time. Uh-huh. Um, God bless him. Uh, I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a phenomenal place. It's God's country up there in Nebraska. It's windy and, uh, you can go to, um, in the little town. Well, it's actually a pretty big tower, but when I was there visiting, Nathan took me up into the tower where you can overlook the union Pacific railroads, which, you know, all meet right there North. It's an amazing site, but you know, that's one of the reasons the national weather service is there. They have a lot to forecast for, and he'll have some insight on things. And if you have not subscribed, maybe you're listening to us uh, through a website or somewhere online where you're fi- you are you found us, somebody has shared this, uh, please do. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes and just about anywhere uh, that uh, you can find podcasts. Stitcher, I believe. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So we're on all the major podcast platforms. You know, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Uh, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, um, you know, basically anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, uh, you can find this podcast right there. All right. Tommy, thanks so much from your Wichita abode. It's always good to talk to you and um, and we'll do this again next week. Absolutely. Hey, I, I I just want to mention really quickly that I always said that if I was going to live in Nebraska, North Platte is great, but I wanted to live in <laughs> I, I I wanted to live in Ogallala just because I wanted to say that I lived in a town called Ogallala. But uh, Ogallala, but no, here, <laughs> there you go. Well, the, well, and also Nathan is a big Huskers fan, so we're going to find out uh, what kind what he's going to do to supplement football season with no Husker football because he is in mourning right now. I know after we just talked. I'm in mourning just because I'm a Kansas Jayhawks fan and their football team is terrible. Yep. So um, it might be better for <laughs> might have been better for the Jayhawks to cancel their season uh, rather than the Huskers. But uh, but no, looking forward to talking to Nathan next week. We're back next on episode 21. Meteorologist Nathan Jurgensen will be our guest for Tommy Castor in Wichita. I'm Dan Holiday in Kansas City, and this is the Storm Report podcast. <laughs>